Thank you, Nomsa. That brings the time now to four minutes past five o'clock on this Tuesday, the 5th of October, 2021. Jumbo Africa. And a very warm welcome to First Take SA, the very first take of news and current affairs here at home and around the world as we update you on what's happening in business, sports and traffic as well. Good morning, South Africa. I'm Elvis Preslin. Coming up this morning, in today's 2021 Local Government Election Manifesto Forum, We'll have an hour-long discussion with the African uh, Christian Democratic Party, the ACDP, whose election manifesto was launched the past Saturday in Johannesburg by the party leader, Reverend Kenneth Mashwear. The ACDP Deputy President Wayne Thring will, Wayne Thring rather, will join us and uh, give more insight into the party's manifesto, which focuses mainly on service delivery and issues of local government, as well as on lifting some COVID-19 regulations. Now we invite you to participate in the election forum through your comments and questions on this number. In studio, call us directly on 011-714-8999. That's the studio number. The WhatsApp voice note is 082-692-3909. You can also leave us a text. Alternatively, do so on the SMS line, 41. 391. It'll cost you one rand fifty. You like us on First uh, Take SA on SAFM. That's our Facebook page, and you become part and parcel of our family. Also, tweet us hashtag First Take SA. It's the same question we pose to all the political parties since last week Monday. We want to know from you, seeing that we're focusing on the African uh, Christian Democratic Party this morning. What is your assessment of the ACDP as a political party of choice in the upcoming local government elections? That's your first question. We have a triple battle for you. I want to know what is your reaction to the chief or to the deputy chief justice, Raymond Zondo, the Western Cape judge president, John Schlope, and the public protector, Usasiwa Mkobani, who are among denominated or to be nominated to be the next chief justice. I'd like to find out your reaction to that. And then yesterday it was madness. Were you impacted by the massive global outage of Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram and Messenger or Messenger rather? And if so, what other method or application did you use to communicate yesterday? I'd like to find out how it impacted on you. Let me know that number again. 082-692-3909 for your voice notes. Fourteen minutes past five, the ACDP launched its manifesto for the November 1st local government elections in Johannesburg on Saturday amid fanfare from supporters. Its leader, Reverend Kenneth Meshwe, reminded Crusaders that the foundation of the party is based on biblical and family values. He put emphasis on fighting crime and corruption, empowering small business and the issue of mandatory vaccinations. Vilama Matya reports. Reverend Meshwe reminded supporters that the foundation of the party is based on biblical and family values. 
He says one of the reasons the country is a mess is that family values have broken down. Meshwe says a recent report by Corruption Watch indicates that most corruption in municipalities is done by municipal managers. He's accused government of not protecting whistleblowers, saying under their rule they will be protected. The current government is not protecting whistleblowers. They are not doing enough. There are people in South Africa who don't like corruption, who are ready to expose corruption. But how many know that there are times when a person goes to the police station to report somebody has done wrong? And then the police who are corrupt themselves, then they tell the person, so and so has come to report to you. Now the ACDB friends wants to eliminate that. We want to honor whistleblowers. Whistleblowers are going to be encouraged to make sure that corruption in South Africa is defeated once and for all. He says under ACDP, appointments in municipalities will be based on merit and not on affiliation because people want service delivery. The ACDP will install ethical, accountable, and skilled municipal managers and staff regardless of their race, sex, age, or religion. The time is coming very, very soon when people are not going to be judged according to the color of their skin, where jobs are not going to be given to people because they stayed longer in the oven, they are darker than the others. But the day is coming when people are going to be honored and given responsibilities based on their abilities, based on their skills. Why? Because we want service delivery. The party promises to make small businesses the engine of economic growth and security, as well as empowering them so as to alleviate poverty and address job security. It pains us to see metropolis arrest people who are selling food in the streets. ACDP says it is wrong. There are many drug dealers who are allowed to run around. But those who want to make an honest living, those who are starting small businesses, are being harassed. ACDP, we want to bring that to an end. Obviously, we will ensure that there is order. Obviously. We will ensure that everything is done orderly. But it is not right to refuse people who want to make an honest living. Harass them. Take their goods. Meshwa says his party is not anti-vaccination, but is against forced vaccination. He says his party will fight for the rights of all employees who are fired from their jobs because they refuse to take the COVID-19 jab. Anybody who would be fired from their job because of refusing to take the jab, his organization and the ACDP will take those employers to court. Let us be taken seriously.
The promise the ACDB makes is the promise we keep. When God has given us rights, no government, no devil can take away those God-given rights. Well, that was the ACDP President, Reverend Kenneth Meshwe, ending that report by SABC reporter Lulama Matya. And now to walk us through the election manifesto, we're joined on the line by the Deputy President of the African Christian Democratic Party, Wayne Thring. A very good morning to you and welcome, sir. Uh, good morning and thank you for having the ACGP on your show this morning. Well, we heard the President there, but, but take us through the main thrust of the ACDP's election manifesto and the reception that your manifesto have, has received so far. Well, I think that the main thrust of the manifesto has certainly been the focus on service delivery. Uh, if one looks at our manifesto per se that has been presented to the South African public, one would see that uh, in terms of what the Auditor General herself has said is that our municipalities are to a large extent on, in a state of disrepair. Only some 27 municipalities out of 258 uh, have obtained a clean audit, and some 57 or so municipalities have not even submitted uh, all of their audit statements. In other words, they, they missed the deadline. Uh, this is an indication of municipalities that are in a state of disrepair, dysfunction, um, and the ACDP, uh, ACDP's position uh, is saying that service delivery is something that is a constitutional right. Our people in South Africa have a right uh, to efficient service delivery. They have a right to receive uh, water uh, that is potable water. They have a right to receive electricity. It's their constitutional right to receive an adequate supply, uh, constant supply of electricity. It is their right to ensure that the refuse is collected on time and that our people do not live amongst squalor. It is the right of our people in South Africa to insist that uh, they do not live amongst uh, sewage, where we have in some municipalities sewage that is spilling into the streets, and in some case, cases, even in people's yards. Um, and so, so these are, in addition to that, uh, we have huge cases of fraud, irregular expenditure, fruitless and wasteful expenditure in many of our municipalities, amount, amounting to some, some 30 billion rand across the country. Um, these these uh, speak to... Uh, obviously a, a state where municipalities are virtually, in terms of the Auditor General's report, some 50% of our municipalities are no longer going concerns, uh, virtually on a, on a, on a state of, of bankruptcy, uh, and, and this is untenable. And so certainly I think from the side of the ACDP, um, when our manifesto was launched, these are, these are some of the challenges and, and, and across the country that we are finding uh, needs to be uh, uh, addressed, and the ACDP puts forward candidates that are trust trustworthy. The ACDP puts forward candidates that are ethical. The ACDP puts forward candidates that can be that can be trusted. Um, many of our candidates also have proven track records on the ground, coming from the communities, who are able to address address the issues that our communities across South Africa are facing. We are going to be contesting some 145 municipalities of the 258, uh, some 67% of all wards uh, across the country in all nine provinces and all metros. So the ACGP is putting its best foot forward um, this these particular elections. 
Let's stick with service delivery because the party said that it would appoint ethical, accountable and skilled municipal managers and staff regardless of their race, sex, age or religion. Does that then Mm -hmm. suggest that cater deployment that uh, is currently on the go with the ANC is out of the window when you come to power? Well, absolutely. Not not only has the ACDP said that cadre deployment has failed, but there are members and senior members of the ruling party themselves, and I think it was Trevor Manuel, um, who conceded when he was still finance minister, that cadre deployment is actually failing um, the South African government and failing the people. Uh, how is it that, that you can actually appoint someone who doesn't have the proper qualifications, who is not able to interpret municipal budgets, who is not able to interpret uh, municipal bylaws, who is not able to interpret your Municipal Finance Management Act, Systems Act, Structures Act, Supply Chain Management Act, um, and you place these individuals uh, into key positions, either as municipal managers, as, as finance finance managers of municipalities, um, and to a large extent, this is a part of the problem. Cadre deployment is a part of the problem that is destroying our municipalities, that is resulting in no service delivery, because the focus is more on uh, manipulation and control, uh, that the ruling party would rather have its its people in there who can be controlled, uh, where, where it's the party line that gets towed uh, rather, rather than service delivery to the people. And, and to a large extent, the party line, as we've seen, uh, is more tenderpreneurship uh, rather than a focus on giving service delivery to, to the people. So CADA, certainly, CADA deployment is one huge part of the problem. And the ACDP has consistently said that we, as the ACDP, realize that mo- many South Africans really do not, uh, do not care what color service delivery comes in as long as you get efficient service delivery. If there is a white person who is qualified for the job, who is able to get the job done and is competent, <clears throat> pardon me, then that particular individual must get the job. If there's a black person who is more qualified, competent in, in, their, in their position, then clearly whoever is the most competent person, whoever is the most qualified, whoever is the most experienced in terms of uh, key positions within municipalities, uh, these are the ones who ought to, to be in those positions. So I think also the ACDP has also consistently said that we are looking for a professionalized civil service, not a civil service that is uh, politically aligned or politically tainted. But clearly we need to move to a position where we have a professionalized civil service, those who put the, uh, the interests of our people and our citizens um, at heart and first uh, rather than the interests of a political party. It cannot be uh, that, like what Jacob Zuma said when he was the president, uh, that the, AC, the ANC comes before South Africa. Uh, it cannot be that you put your party uh, before <clears throat> the, the citizens of the country. It has to be the citizens of, citizens of the country before the party, because the party only exists because of the citizens uh, that it serves. And that's clearly the position of the African Christian Democratic Party. Right. So you can also let us know and participate in the program. If you're listening this morning, uh, we are in conversation with the African uh, uh, Christian Democratic Party and their manifesto. We're running through that manifesto as we continue. And you can also let me know what's on your mind. I'm asking you the question. What is your assessment of the African Christian Democratic Party or the ACDP as a political party of choice in the upcoming local government elections? If I had to pose that question to you, Mr. Thring, what would be your answer? 
sorry, I just I just missed um, I missed the question again. Why should they? Uh, the what is I'm asking the listeners what is their assessment yes. of the African National uh, oh, okay. African Christian Democratic Party as a political party of choice in the upcoming uh-huh. local government elections? What would you sure. say? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think very clearly, if one looks at um, the ACDP and one looks at our track record, let me say firstly that the ACDP is is one of the few political parties um, that has maintained a proven track record from 1994. In fact, the ACDP was established in 1993. There are many of our critics and, and skeptics and uh, who, who have dismissed us and saying that the ACDP will amount to nothing and they will disappear off the radar like many other political parties. But the ACDP, if you look at our track record, we have been consistent. Um, we've had experience in government governance now for over 27 years. So there's a consistent track record, a proven track record in, in, in governance. Um, I think, secondly, the ACDP also is one of the few political parties that has structures in all nine provinces. Uh, so we are not a regionally-based party like some are, some others are, but we, have a, we are a political party that has structures in, and leadership in all nine provinces. Um, then then I, I think also that the, when one looks at the ACDP in terms of our proven track record, wherever the ACDP has been given and has received positions um, like MMC positions, for example, or even a deputy mayor uh, position, we have proven ourselves um, to, to be true to our word. Um, in the city of Johannesburg, our former MMC, um, when uh, he became the MMC of human settlements, he was able to produce uh, and, and give out some 1,000 title deeds in one month. And so in terms of uh, human settlements and housing, we've consistently have said to the ruling party, if you are serious about service delivery and if you are serious about improving the lives of individuals, the title deeds uh, that ought to be given are DP houses that, were, that have been given to people but no title deeds. Um, some, some of your uh, flatted uh, uh, areas in the municipal areas where people have uh, bought over those particular flats, no title deeds. And if we want to improve the lives of those particular individuals, then clearly in order to, for people to leverage on those, on those properties, if they want to perhaps go into a business, they're able to borrow against the homes that they have. But they are not able to do that if they don't have title deeds. So our MMC was able to, to, to hand out 1,000 title deeds in one month. His predecessor some, handed over some 110 years. Um, so clearly, uh, the ACDP delivers. In the city of uh, uh, Tuane, where we, we had our, our former MMC, um, of, of safety and security. He saved the city some two billion rand um, in a, a, a procurement bid, a fraudulent uh, procurement bid, and saved and st- had it stopped and saved the city some two billion rand. So when the ACTP speaks about corruption and rooting out corruption, um, we, we don't just speak it, but we live it. Um, and one can actually go and test that. Um, when, when we look at also down in the city of Cape Town from 2007, we had this cooperative governance agreement with the, with the DA, and we had the deputy mayor position. Um, the, our deputy mayor there, Councillor Grant Haskin, uh, he was the one who started a program of, of, of drug and alcohol rehabilitation, one of the best drug and rehabilitation 
pro- projects and programs, and it is still running today, even though the ACDP is not a part of, of the co-governing agreement in, 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 in the city of Cape Town. Yeah. Uh, that, in the city yes. of Nelson Mandela Bay, we can say the same thing. Yes, we, we, Our councillor there Mr. Has, has certainly, yes. We're going to come back to some more of those examples after the break. Uh, we in conversation with the Deputy President of the African Christian uh, Democratic Party, or the ACDP, Wayne Thring. You can keep uh, keep them coming in relation to the question we pose to you, and I'll read some of those comments. First Take SA, 5 to 6 a.m. You can let me know what's on your mind on that number 082-692-3909. Now, that number is the WhatsApp line. I would like to uh, get your thoughts in relation to the question we pose to you. What is your assessment of the African Christian Democratic Party, the ACDP, as a political party of choice in the upcoming local government elections? There's also another question for you. Your reaction to the Deputy Chief Justice, Raymond Zondo, the Western Cape Judge President, John Schlope, and the Public Protector, who are among those nominated to be the next Chief Justice. Uh, let me know, and let's take a look at some of your comments. Nazim Khredbom says, Good morning, Sir Elvis. I have only one question for the ACDP leader. Is he, does he still stand by his decision that he won't take the vaccine? And if he does, is he encouraging others to, others to do the same, to be vaccinated? This one from Kozi Petsa says, My question to the ACDP, it's, uh, it looks like uh, they don't believe in vaccination. Why? Now, that question I would pose to you, Mr. Thring. Uh, Elvis, I think very clearly um, the people of uh, who are posing those those who are posing those uh, questions uh, clearly have misunderstood the ACDP. So, so let me let me state the ACDP's position. Um, the ACDP has is not anti-vaccination. We are not anti-vaxxers. The ACDP has consistently said. And anyone can go and check our parliamentary records. You can go and have a look at Hansard. The ACDP has consistently said we are not anti-vaccine. I have had all of my vaccinations when I've had to try, uh, travel and fly. I've had to take vaccinations, uh, your yellow fever and whatever other vaccinations the travel doctor would tell me to take. So we are not anti-vaccine. But the ACDP has consistently said we're calling for safe vaccines safe vaccines. We are calling for vaccines that are not mandatory. We are calling for vaccines where the contents of those particular vaccines must be made known to those who take it. In other words, the principle of informed consent must apply. These are universal uh, principles uh, applied throughout the world. And the ACDP has said that these particular principles must apply. Uh, And so we have been consistent uh, in terms of our position with regards to vaccines. The ACDP also has said that those who have chosen to take the vaccine, uh, or if one wants to call it the vaccine, let's let's call it that, but, but those who have actually taken the injection, their choice, and we would believe that it is an informed decision that they've taken, their choice must be respected. Those who, and likewise, those who choose not to take the injection, their choice also must be respected. And that clearly is the position of the ACDP. In terms of, in terms of safety, in terms of safety, we, we, it, is, it is our information that we have received that there are some concerns, some serious concerns, 
um, with the with the with the injection. Serious concerns, and these concerns have been raised across the world. And our our challenge here, uh, Elvis, is is the challenge of the challenge of the science. Um, when when you have doctors and virologists and uh, um, epidemiologists who come and raise their concerns with regards to the vaccine, they are shut down. Um, they are threatened. Their jobs are threatened. Doctors doctors who who have seen their patients and have have raised concerns that I've been seeing these patients and South African let me a South African doctor in Canada for example who has seen some challenges with with his patients that he's been looking after for some 20 to 30 years. After they had taken the vaccine, they started to display uh, certain illnesses. He raised it with the Canadian government, and he was told, you keep quiet or else you will lose your license. Now, that cannot be science. My understanding of science... So are you you suggesting that your concerns are based on science? Yes, clearly, because we, we, in terms of our understanding of science, is that science is is certainly not subjective, but science interrogates. What science, what science does is that it welcomes opposing, uh, uh, opposing views. It welcomes uh, uh, opposing dialogue. Science, why, why is it that when, when people have, even on, let's, let's take a look at what Facebook, for example, has done. Um, those who have placed their, their concerns about, uh, about the vaccine, and who have who have, uh, who have become injured as a result of of the, of the injection on Facebook? All of those particular, many of those particular uh, people who have shown that they've been injured by the vaccine, uh, Facebook has removed it. You look at Facebook, you look at Twitter, you look at YouTube. You cannot, you cannot oppose uh, the current dialogue, the dialogue that says, for example, that the vaccines are safe. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at let's take a look at what is taking place in the United States. In the United States, and, and, and uh, one, I think it was for the SARS, that there was a, a vaccine that was developed for the SARS virus. When they, when they started to administer this particular vaccine, some 25 to 30 people died. They pulled, they said, this vaccine is not safe because 25 to 30 people in the United States died. But, but, but with, how current, then? with the current, vac- with the current yes. vaccine, with the current vaccine, you've had over over thirteen thousand deaths in the United States. That is on the VARS, the the, the VARS system. That's the mm-hmm. United States system where yes. people report. You've had over thirteen thousand, not twenty-five, thirteen thousand deaths. But, but on the, the other hand, still considered safe. on the other hand, science suggests that the vaccine is uh, probably the only way to go. How will the pandemic then be brought under control if the country does not reach herd immunity, uh, according to the ACDP? Let's let's take the example of Uttar Pradesh in, the, in India, and and again we we are saying as well, we are saying to you as 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 journalists, um, do not suppress the evidence. Do not suppress the evidence that comes out. You know, the World Health Organization did a, a, a study. They got, again, it was a South African doctor, and I just forget his name, who, was a, who actually conducted this particular study on the efficacy of, for example, of ivermectin. Uh, he conducted the study, and he reported to the World Health Organization that the use of ivermectin is able to reduce COVID mortality by some 70 to 80 percent. This is the World Health Organization commissioned their own study on, on the use and the efficacy of ivermectin. Uh, there were some 20, uh, there were some 30 to 35 meta-analysis studies 
done by different doctors and different scientists around the world. And they came to this, the same conclusion, that ivermectin is able to reduce COVID deaths by some 80%. Why is it then that we have, and I understand in the United States and even here in South Africa, where the government has taken the stance that ivermectin must be banned and ivermectin cannot be treated, cannot be used as a treatment uh, for, for, for COVID-19. When, when, the, when the, science, the science shows that ivermectin is, is effective. Now, let's test that. Let's test that science, all right? You go to the state of Uttar Pradesh in India. India is, is uh, not only now in Uttar Pradesh, but, but throughout India. India is giving to its people not only ivermectin uh, to treat COVID, but they are also, they are also giving um, vitamin, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, and so on. Now, these, these particular, in Uttar Pradesh, there is, there is no COVID cases. It is one of the only states in India that is COVID-free because they are, they are giving, this is what they are treating uh, COVID patients with. Now, Uttar Pradesh has a population of over 200 million. These people, they are very, it's a very dense population, and they are, they, they've been able to eliminate COVID eliminated and that's what the science is actually showing mm -hmm. but now main, mainstream media will not report on that what mainstream media is saying that the only the only alternative is the vaccine the ACGP is not if, if the vaccine uh, and if there are those who say that the vaccine is the only alternative and it's safe that's fine if, if you feel that this is your decision and that this is what you want to do that's fine yes. but what we are saying is look at the science as well do not shut down the voices of others where there is clear evidence. Elvis, yes. let's look at what's taking place. Let's look at what's taking place in currently in Israel. Um, have you have you studied the cases in Israel? Yes. Are you aware? I'm aware. So what? How does are, that relate? Are you, are you aware how does, that Israel is the most vaccinated nation uh, in the world? Correct. Eighty percent of their population vaccinated. And they're even have getting a take, third shot as well. Taken, having taken two jabs. And they're getting a third shot as well. It's a booster shot. Now, why, the question is, why are they getting the third jab? They're getting the third jab because the two jabs are shown to have been ineffective. The two jabs, there is, they say that there's a waning period that after six months, three to six months, uh, it loses its, its, its efficacy. But and the, the jab does not protect. But it does the, not protect the individual. People are getting sick. Yes. Israel currently is, has the, most, the highest infection rate in the world, despite the fact that they've actually had the jabs. The so argument, how can that, that yes. be safe? Yes, Mr. Thring, the argument could be that it's like a flu shot. You get it every year, and of course this is a third one. But, but, let's this, also, is, but this is not what but, we've been told. But, People are being told that this is the only. You take yes. it and you'll be safe. You take it and you'll be protected. Let's, you take it. Now, now, also, the other thing, Elvis, the other thing is, if you take the jab, um, will it prevent you from transmitting COVID? No. If you take the jab, will it prevent you from getting COVID? No. So if you take the jab, even the CDC, the CDC in, in America, the, uh, Fauci himself has come out and said that the, if you take the jab, you are still able to transmit COVID. So what's the difference then between those who are vaccinated and those who are not vaccinated? The difference is probably if that still, the, the if you're still able to yes, transmit it. The, the difference would probably be that you won't die. But uh, this, let's go to our callers quickly. No, no, no. And even, some of our messages, that, Elvis, we'll, we'll, we'll come, we'll come back. Even, even we'll, that, I have to say, yes. to say that those who take the jab won't die. Elvis, I have close friends, and this is now very emotional and personal. I have close friends who have taken the jab and they are not with us anymore. So, so, so you cannot say yes. that Can, if you take the jab, you won't die. It's a lie. Okay. And I'll say, I'll say this publicly. I will say it boldly. I can be tested. If you take the jab, you cannot say 
you cannot say that you will not die. Yes. Let's, let's, my close let's friends, now, I have close yes. friends who have taken it and have died. They are no longer with us. Understandable. But let's hear from our listeners. Katani Shibambi says, Jumbo Africa, what is the rationale for the ACDP to refuse the vaccine? And which approach does the ACDP has to fight and end COVID-19 without the vaccines? And then he's sending us some voice notes. Morning, Elvis. Jumbo Africa. South African constitution, the best constitution in the world, is there to serve all South Africa who live in it, irrespective of color, race, creed, sex, religion. We have political parties based on religion only would divide South Africa. Political parties should not divide the people. So I think political parties that based on religion will divide us, whether they're Christian party or Muslim party. Good morning, Elvis. Good morning, SFM listeners. Elvis, parties like ACDP, they've been long in the game. But you look at their impact in our politics, you see none. So you ask yourself, what is there relevant in our politics? Elvis, your guess is as good as mine. Thanks very much, Tapelo Inzani. Good morning, Elvis. Jambo Africa. Say Elvis, my question to the ACDP is, uh, what is it waiting for for them to, to, to grow? You see, we want these small parties to grow and be visible in all constituencies and all provinces of the country. So what is reason for not growing the party? Uh, number two, say I would choose Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zondo to be the Chief Justice of the Constitutional Court. And number three, well, I was not affected with the uh, global outages of, of, of WhatsApp and all these uh, platforms because I don't normally use most of them. I only use my phone to call people if they need anything from me. Thank you. You can keep them coming on 082-692-3909. You can also do so right here on the telephone line 011-714-8999. Like JB has done. A very good morning to you, JB. Jambo, Maeli. Maeli, I just got uh, just two things, two things to say. Uh, firstly, about the vaccine. Uh, I think the vaccine thing, they must just let people who want to go and vaccine, and they must go and vaccine. Those who don't, who don't trust the vaccine, they must eat do what they don't want to do. And then my second thing is just a suggestion about these uh, elections. Uh, since uh, the manifestos came after the, 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 the registration date, you know, maybe some of us were not eager to go and vote uh, and things like that. But now since we had those uh, manifestos after the registration, some of us, you know, maybe... In my language, they say, like a man sleeps and turns. Like, we wake up tomorrow and having another mind, changing your mind, sort of. Then you decide, hey, I, I wish I could vote for certain party. Yes. You know, but now, since now uh, these registrations, they, they are closed. I was wondering maybe if you, SASM, maybe you could uh, get maybe someone from the IEC 
to come there by the studio and ask if can they just please pay us, maybe they can reopen for another weekend for, for, for some of those people who might want to change their minds and vote for yeah. other for, 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 for parties. I don't know if well, you... I, I don't think that is even possible, JB, uh, in relation to what the IEC must do. There's the, the registration weekend was open and uh, it is now closed for the upcoming election. So unfortunately, next time. But let's continue. Uh, Captain, you are calling us. Uh, very good morning to you. Hello, how are you, Albert? Very well, thank you. Your thoughts? Africa. I'm really motivated by what you just saying there. There's so many things that have been said. It's not against anything like it's not a anti sector, but the narrative that is bringing about this very valid point. Like, take a look at it. Uh, go on Twitter and Google and search for the dead name, uh, Siabonga Africa. You will find what happened. And people are saying this is... You know, the makeup of a virus is a dead virus. A vaccine is a dead virus mixed with a mercury to trigger your body to thinking that it's under attack. But this one is different, but they say we must trust the technology. So I'm saying this guy has a valid point, which is even like I understand what he says, but when he says we mustn't suppress the narrative, and the, I agree with him. There's no anti vaccine or anything about him. Yes. We should give him a chance. And this thing, I don't think, like, it's been politicized for Yes. All right, Captain, thank you so much. Mr. Thring, let's come back to the, fo- the final point here. What would the ACTP mm. then have done in order to better manage the COVID-19 pandemic in South Africa? Um, I was, I think, right from the outset. The ACTP, uh, firstly, when we were told that we need uh, three weeks or so to flatten the curve, um, our leader, leadership, the Reverend Dr. Kenneth Meshwe, supported uh, the initiative uh, to, f- to help flatten the curve, uh, to ensure that we have the, the protocols in place and our hospitals are going to be ready for what we were told. And at the stage, nobody really fully understood um, that what, what this, uh, the, the COVID virus was actually capable of doing, and we needed to be prepared. And so the ACDP realized uh, that we have to also support the initiative of the president and, and government. However, as time went on, what we were told was going to be a three-week lockdown has now, has now proceeded to over a year, going on to, going on to two years. Hmm. But then the ACDP was one of the first parties that indicated, if we continue with this hard lockdown, we are going to have, um, we, we're going to see the effects of the hard lockdown, which will be worse than the virus itself. So in terms of people losing their jobs, in terms of people, in terms of your, your suicide rates, uh, in terms of you know, health, uh, health issues and, and psychological issues, this will be worse than the COVID virus itself. Um, and, and so I think we are beginning to see some of, some of that with the millions of people that have now lost their jobs due to the hard lockdowns. We have the highest unemployment rate in the world. Unemployment is currently on the narrow definition, sitting at some 34.4%. On the expanded definition, it's over 40%. So clearly the hard lockdown has not only uh, has hurt but in particular livelihoods. Uh, our poverty levels have also now gone through the roof. There are still some 25% in terms of the poverty index, people going to bed um, at, with only one meal, and some people uh, going to bed hungry having only one meal in the day. So, so I think clearly uh, the hard lockdown has actually hurt the economy and hurt South Africans to, to a large extent. Now, <clears throat> the ACDP was one of the, the first parties as well that said, instead of just talking about, and the narrative also that, that we've been hearing, uh, was uh, sanitize, uh, you know, social social distance, um, and and wear a mask. 
But we started hearing of certain countries, um, like India, South American countries, that were doing something different. They were telling their people to also look at boosting your immune system, because one of the first defenses against any disease is a strong immune system. And so, so they were telling their, their people, and this is the research that the ACDP did, mm-hmm. they were saying to their citizens, take your, make sure that you, you have vit, uh, vitamin D, your, your vitamin D levels are at the, at the right levels, vitamin, vitamin C, um, your, 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 your zinc, uh, and, and so on. So, uh, so the ACDP then put together a panel, we had some doctors on board, and we had a press conference where this is what we were saying. Rather than just say social distance, mask, what can be done in terms of fighting this particular virus. Mm-hmm. Now, now, that is not what government is saying. Government is not telling people uh, in South Africa how you can actually protect yourself, how you can actually strengthen your immune system. And so the ACDP actually was the first party that actually said there are ways in which you can uh, uh, boost your immune system uh, by taking these, these particular yes. vitamins and, and so on. So, right. so I, think that that's, I think that that's clearly uh, what the ACDP has said. Um, and, and we've yes. been consistent in that. Mm-hmm. Now, in the 2016 municipal elections, the ACDP um, received 22 seats, or 0.42% of the vote. Now, the party mm. is also seen as a strictly Christian party that caters to the older generation. So what are you doing to attract younger voters, and how do you plan on getting more voters uh, uh, come November the 1st? Uh, Elvis, I think, I think what, what people don't realize is that the ACDP currently is the sixth largest political party in South Africa, sixth largest. Um, we are one of the, if not the fastest growing uh, party in the country. Uh, having grown in 2019, the ACDP grew by 40%. Um, so, so let me indicate that. I think, secondly, um, you, if you look at our footprint, as I said earlier, we are in all nine provinces. We are contesting uh, some 145 municipalities, um, and our footprint is growing and is increasing by the day. Uh, the ACDP also, I think, in terms of when one looks at uh, youth, we recognize the importance of, of a strong youth uh, representation. And on our national executive, um, we do have young people uh, who are potential leaders uh, for the future. So the ACDP does believe that. And when we look at our list, one of the things that we actually do uh, in terms of our list is also to look at prioritizing young people on our list as well. And so very clearly, uh, I think the ACDP does have that youth, uh, youth focus. I think we recognize uh, that some 70% in terms of unemployment, some 70% of those that are unemployed are, are young people. And this is a disaster. It's a ticking time bomb. It is something that has to be addressed um, and it's something that the ACDP is clearly intent on doing. So on the Facebook page, Matthias Bongani Bulunga says, Good morning, Elvis. The ACDP is like many parties that are not serious about being a political party because they are nowhere to be seen on the ground until it is election time. Now, Reverend Meshwe is making noise while he forgets that last year he lied to us all. Remember that he said he had COVID-19, but later said he was doing it to make people follow the COVID-19 rules and regulations. This one from Cathy says, the ACDP want to contest the metros. We, in the smaller municipalities in the free state, also need clean governance and service delivery. Is that what you're offering to the voters this come this time around? Elvis, let me firstly correct uh, the, the one that one that the, the ACDP leader lied to the public. Uh, he did not lie. Uh, <clears throat> the, this is this is what happened. 
um, the the our president was at a meeting where there were some visitors from overseas that came. Those visitors from overseas con- had contracted, they tested positive for COVID. Uh, our president was informed that he was in close contact with those who, have be- who had tested positive and that he needs to isolate and he was going to be tested, uh, that the department was going to come to his home to test him. Now, even before they, the department, the health department came to his home to test him, um, the media, the media had already said that the ACDP leader tests positive for COVID. He hadn't even been tested, and and the media had to they had to backtrack and apologise because he hadn't been tested. How could he have tested positive, and he hadn't even been tested? Yes, he was in close contact with uh, with individuals. When, however, the health department then did come. So, firstly, the media it was out there that he tested positive, and he hadn't even been tested. So he then subsequently had the test, and when he had the test, his test came out positive that he did have COVID. However, he was asymptomatic. And so when he was interviewed, he was asked, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. He says, I'm fine. Um, so even though he had tested positive, he had no, he had no symptoms. Um, uh, yes. And that clearly, that, that clearly is his position. It can be tested. So he did not. He did not say mm-hmm. um, that he actually had positive, that he had yes. tested positive, and then you know, kind of uh, jumped yes. jumped around, changing his position. So yes. that is actually what took place. Now, right. the second aspect yes. that the ACDP is a, is a is a political party only for Christians. That that was also raised. Now, now, Elvis, look clearly. Every political party has a particular ideology. Our ideology is a biblical worldview. You have your secular humanist worldview. You have your communist worldview, and so on. So every political party has a particular worldview. However, the ACDP is not exclusive. We, we believe, one, look at our constitution, we believe in the freedom of religion. We have Muslim people voting for us. We have Hindus, Jews, and, and, and even atheists who vote for us. And the reason they vote for us, they have said that they are voting for us, is because of our value position. This value position of honesty, transparency, uh, accountability, these are, these are biblical values our, from our worldview that cuts across all races, all religions, and all yes. particular cultures. And so, so the ACDP is not an exclusive party. It is, it is inclusive. We are not just also, thirdly, contesting only in the metros. We are contesting also municipalities across the country. In, in KwaZulu-Natal, for example, we are, we are contesting in every, in every district. So, mm-hmm. so in all of the 60, we are probably contesting about close on to 50 of the 60 municipalities in KwaZulu-Natal. Mm-hmm. But 67% of the municipalities across the country. So it's not just, if somebody misunderstood me, yes. it's not just in the metros. It's a Across the country, we are putting. This is this is going to be the best effort ever that the ACDP has put forward, and the party continues to grow. In closing, your message to voters out there. Well, clearly, I think the ACDP, as I've indicated, has a proven track record. If if the voters would want to to look for those who are accountable, to those who are trustworthy, those who are dependable. Um, we use what we call the Jethro Principle, choosing men and women who are able. Uh, they have the ability to produce uh, to produce good work and having a good yes. work ethic, not only able but also, secondly, trustworthy, uh, that these are individuals that can be trusted, not like what the Auditor General says, we've got the uh, wrong hands at the till and people in the cookie jar and the yes. politics of the stomach. But uh-huh. if you're looking for people who are trustworthy, choose the ACT.
deity, uh, those who are God-fearing. If you cannot fear God, you you will not fear man and the rules that man puts in place. And then thirdly, those who hate dishonest gain. So these are the candidates that the ACDP puts forward for these elections. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. That was the Deputy President of the African Christian Democratic Party, Wayne Thring. On that note, we have to say goodbye.